Welcome back to Action Action. It's John, and with me as always is James and Dustin. How are you guys? Pretty good. Yeah, not too bad. How's your weeks? Yeah, good. Can't complain. Okay. We really, <laughs> really we don't want to talk about... It's electric as always. Weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, so we start kicking off our uh, Halloween episodes, our October spook fests. <laughs> yeah. This isn't really the spookiest movie to no. start off with, but do you guys do anything inspired by... Moving forward into Halloween? Mm. Uh, the only thing I can think of is my kids don't want to watch Disney movies, but they have no problem watching River Monsters, where they talk about fish dragging people to their death. <laughs> so I guess that's kind of Halloween-ish. They don't like Disney? They're like, nah, not for me. I, I think it's like the music and the mood Right? Too emotional. It's it's too emotional for them. But mm-hmm. I mean, my oldest is all about science and all. You know, she can watch pet veterinarian shows. Like she loves those. <laughs> Don't they investigate an episode where like a bunch of people got like eaten in the Amazon? Uh, I'm not sure. I haven't episode. seen. I haven't seen all of them. It might be a different show. But <laughs> it's just one guy, and he travels around. And it's it all starts with a mystery on like what's happening, and then he tries to narrow it down to what f- fish he thinks it is based on the region and all that, and then he tries to catch it, like the specific the one? specific fish. Weird. In the meantime, he'll like catch other fish that are like you know crazy fish, right? And he always catches the fish he's looking for. <laughs> what? Yeah. Weird. Um, Halloween. Wise, I did order the uh, Blu-ray, a special edition Blu-ray that's being released in October of Trick or Treat uh, last night. I oh, pre- yeah. I pre-ordered it. It's like a special, like, I don't know, 2K scan, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, it's got like a, a million special features on it and stuff. It's a great movie. Yeah. I've come to like watch it every oh, October that's a good one. at this point. It's, I mean, that's one I would watch every, I'd watch every Halloween, every October leading up. Also spooky. I'm way behind, but I just started watching Wild Wild Country. <laughs> spooky in a different way. Oh, yeah. I've watched four of the six, and it's getting pretty crazy. <laughs> They're nuts. I know them from... Well, we talked about this last time. I think James saw it. I, don't I, know I haven't seen it. Oh, I thought we oh, talked... you didn't watch that one? No. Wild Wild Country? Uh, well, it's... Janine's fa- seen it. I know it from The Dollop. Did a big podcast it's on it. It's pretty crazy. It's yeah. a crazy story. Crazy yeah, story. I'm... Excited to see where it goes from here. At this point, the Sheila has left, and uh, the Bogwan guys like my people will deal with will deal with this because they tried to like inject and kill a doctor guy that was one of their yeah yeah. <laughs> so Sheila's she, I can't remember. She's the she's like the accountant or something. She's right? like the right hand like, person. Yeah, she? she's like the she basically runs it because he doesn't come out of his house or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I need. To, I started watching and I haven't finished it. Oh, you never finished it? No, no, no. Huh. But uh, have you heard of a book called uh, Paperbacks from Hell? Yeah, I own it. Oh, do you? Yeah. I just I started reading it. Oh, you did? It's, yeah. It's, wait, do you have an actual copy of it? No. Oh, that's a book you have to read like, an actual copy of to see the, oh, the, I'm, the covers. I'm of, listening to it. You have to see the covers of the oh. books. <laughs> like It's almost like, at, like 50% of that book is like being able to look at the... It's pretty interesting. Yeah. <laughs> it's a crazy, it's crazy. 
It is. <laughs> I, I just lend it to someone. Otherwise, I wouldn't oh, yeah. lend it to you. I'll do, I, it's it's fine. I'll probably like read it again because I'm just kind of reading it. Oh, yeah. I guess I'm you can could, could read it and then just go through and just look at the yeah, books after. I'm, I just don't have time to actually sit down and read a book right now, but I just downloaded it on Audible. And uh, yeah, it's there is some gnarly stories out there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so it's for people who don't know, it's a book about like 70s and 80s horror novels and just like how cheesy and crazy and weird they're they're so fucking weird. Yeah, you know, it, it, when we're uh, when they're going through it, some of the stuff that they talk about, like the satanic panic and all these things like the, I find that they're all in different ways they're all coming around now again the way he's describing like how people are afraid of like video or they they talk about mazes and monsters and they talk about like um like misinformation stuff and and uh people thinking like i remember what is that that uh daycare where like they're all they were like satanists right stuff like that oh yeah and they like didn't they like sacrifice a child or something they said that well i think if it's the one i'm thinking of i think they were from like texas or something like that and it was a husband and wife, I think, and they, somebody, they, they coaxed one of the kids to say that they were satanic and they were, there's a tunnel that went to Mexico. Yeah, yeah, and, all a bunch of made up shit. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. It just feels like, oh, like that could happen like right now again. <laughs> we're in the thick of it. And it's funny how like he breaks down everything into different sections, like the like, religious horror, yeah, but so like, like Catholic and like Jewish horror novels, black, and, yeah, and then he goes on like like black horror and like yeah. white horror, but then he like breaks down some of them like even further, like you're saying the like, the Catholic or like Christian or Catholic, and then it breaks down like into priest horror, like nun yeah. horror, yeah. Oh, baby, baby, baby horror, yeah, baby <laughs> horror, or baby like related horror. I'm on the, I'm in the middle of the book, so he's talking about animal horror. Yeah, so he just went through the crabs. He went through dogs, and oh, then yeah. he, then he went through cats, and then uh, there was there's like there's crabs. There were sharks. The crabs is like if you see the covers of those crab bulls. Oh, the the bull <laughs> one is insane. Oh yeah, <laughs> the bulls eat. They get high off of agave root and like rape their way across the it's nuts mm-hmm. but yeah hmm. highly recommend it so far <laughs> it's re- yeah i'll have to lend it to you after i get it back so you can see all the covers because that's oh that really makes it seeing those like just crazy covers i've been like buying some of the books trying oh, yeah? to find some of them yeah some of them are go for a lot of money on amazon because they're out of print right oh, i'm looking for a list of them i can't find one. Oh yeah i don't know if there's a list i can't find a list online but, but yeah, there's some of them are hideously expensive. <laughs> oh, it's crazy. Well, I just I read that they're gonna. The reason I guy uh, got it was because I just read that they're gonna reprint like five of them. Oh yeah. Yeah. So probably uh, <laughs> probably in large part due to this guy putting yeah. this book out. So anyway, if you're into uh, '70s and '80s horror books and the art that accompanies them, <laughs> check out. Uh, Paperback from Hell, The Twisted History of 70s and 80s Horror by Grady Hendrix. It's a good read. Yeah, pretty but, funny. He's funny, too, the way he writes it. Yeah. Um, so let's get into They Live. 1998, John Carpenter. 88. 1988, what did I say? 98. Ah. <laughs> uh, a master 
Rogers. What do these things want, and why are they here? You still don't get it, do you, boy? They have recruited the rich and the powerful. They're running the whole show. Wake up! They're all about you, all around you. Blind us to the truth. Take a look. They are safe as long as they are not discovered. I don't know what they are or where they came from, but we gotta stop them. Stay away from me. Put these on. They have us. Look at them. They're everywhere. We have no other choice. I don't like this one bit. Leave it alone, man. It ain't none of my business, ain't none of yours. We have been lulled into a trance. Listen to what I'm saying to you. We're in trouble. The whole world's in trouble. Control us! You're sending some kind of signals on TV sets. I've got one that can see. Mama don't like tattletales. Now we start spilling some blood. Let's go! Push Come here to chew bubblegum and kick it. And I'm all out of bubblegum. I think people would consider this to be one of his classics. It's not one of my very favorite of his, but it's pretty wacky. It's pretty out there. Yeah, so you've watched it before. Yeah. James, have you? No. This is my first time as well. So I've never seen this movie. I've just... Known it in pop culture for the lines that I'm not going to butcher here. <laughs> but everybody's everybody's seen, if you're into movies, if you're into horror movies or action movies, you've seen and heard about this movie. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I wish there was more uh, action movies starring Rowdy Roddy Piper. <laughs> like, but there's yeah. only, I, I know of one other. Which is Sam Hell comes to Frogtown. Yeah, I just we were James and I were just watching clips of that before oh, yeah. you got here. Yeah. I didn't realize he was in movies. Yeah, and he was on like TV a bit and stuff. Like he had some TV parts, oh, just okay. like showing up on stuff. Like I'm, I don't know if you guys remember, there was like a live action Zorro show on YTV in the nineties. No, nope. he showed up on that. <laughs> but anyway, uh, no man, YTV. He has a lot of charm. I mean, he's a rough around the edges, like a lot of wrestlers that try to transition into movies. I like him in it. But he's, yeah, I mean, he's hard not to like. So Roddy, he doesn't have really have a name in the movie. I think they call him, they call him Nada. Yeah, Nada. Yeah. So anyway, pretty much the movie follows him. Starts off, he's just like this. He's, just, he's, he's a, like a drifter he's a looking drifter. for work. He's out from Colorado, all the banks went under. And it's supposed to be like a, 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 a collapse, right? It seems like there's some sort of financial collapse has occurred. Yeah, well, it's Reaganomics yeah. in the '80s. Like this is this film is like, I mean, it's all political. Everything about this movie. Yeah. So it's all based around the collapse of the middle class and Reaganomics and how it's like marginalizing people and and pushing them to the fringes. Um, you got all those people that are um, congregating in these. They're living in like a camp. Like yeah, they're a living in camp. homeless camps, and there's you know. Doesn't men- look that different from you know some areas around here. No, of course not. Uh, I mean, this is also really relevant to what's happening right now. Um, but he's just kind of drifts into town, finds work at a construction site. Yeah, and meets Keith David's character Frank. Yeah. Who leads him to this camp to stay where he like kind of. So this is where the movie, like, I, I really like this movie a lot. Like I, it, it's, but it's really, really clunky. Like yeah. you get the sense that this is um, not so much a film as it is a like, we, what was the last movie we talked about with the uh, police, police squad, police story, police story, police story. Yeah. It's kind of the same thing. It's to me, it feels like, 
it's just a, a bunch of scenes that are put together. It's not that cohesive. Someone had like a cool idea, but then they just kind of like cobbled it together a movie around it. Kind of. Around the idea. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, there's some great concepts in there. Yeah. It's, it's a pretty original movie in a lot of ways. Like yeah. it's totally, I mean, it's not like, you know, we haven't, these ideas haven't been explored in other types of media, like, like 1984 no, or something what, like that. Uh, but what I'm trying to get is so this first meeting, uh, so uh, Nada shows up. He's he's working at this construction site, um, and uh, Frank Keith David pretty much says, "Hey, if you need a place to stay, I can show you on my way." Yeah. So, you know, Nada really says nothing, and then all of a sudden he's following he him, him. Yeah. and it's just their interaction and like you under you get the sense that they're supposed to be friends like right away. They're supposed to be close. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't really. It, I don't know if they're supposed to be close, but they're just. They have some sort of bond versus no bond, right? Well, we'll like, talk about how close they're supposed to be in a minute. Because this is. Pretty much the entire movie takes place over one day. It seems like it. I think it's probably supposed to be a few days, but it seems like it's one day. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think it's like 48 hours. Yeah. There's two nights. Okay, let's see. So when he shows up. He goes back to the camp, stays the night there, and the next sees this weird stuff going on at the church. That's the next morning. Well, then that continues, they and then that following night is when the, sh- the police show up at the at the church, and the, he yeah. sees them fleeing. Oh, right. So it's like seventy two hours. That's twenty four. Yeah, well, that's but that's like a that's. Well, then then he flees there and whatever. So it's he, two and a half days. He ends up the next day at that lady's house before she throws him off her balcony down like the canyon. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and then there's that meeting, that meeting at night where they all meet and yeah, then yeah. it gets raided. The, that's right. And, it gets yeah. raided. and then and then straight from there, they go to the, yeah, right. to the it, base. It of totally the, does. See, yeah. So it is a couple days. Couple days. But he's only with Frank. Yeah. Very. Not okay. Very so, to, uh, so we'll get there. But so they're they're fast friends. Yeah. It seems. But they, they seem like they like they both get each other. They both like have a they see like I don't know. Yeah, dec- I don't, a decent I don't person. think they're like best buddies. They're just like here's someone I can like they, have some kind of relationship with me. Yeah. They understand each other and where they're coming from. Okay. Yeah. So basically. So then you got all the interrupt all the the TV this is TV and Right. Keeps- so we see that these like hackers are coming onto the television signal to Talk about something kind of vague. Well, first he actually sees this the preacher guy in the park talking about this. Yeah. About the, how the blind preacher. Yeah. About how the basically he's saying stuff about how the government is out to get you kind of stuff. Well, but really, why are they really like vague? <laughs> yeah, like when they're hacking. Yeah, when they're the saying this stuff. Why on don't the they just straight up say? See, that's part of the reason this because no one would believe it. Everyone would be like, "Fuck off." Well, nobody believes it now, though. Everyone's like, "Oh, this guy again!" Like, get all. Oh, at the end though, they. So do why don't? To... So here's what here's what they should have done, and I thought they were going to do this at the end of the movie. They just need to take. So there's these glass. Okay. <laughs> we haven't even gotten to like what this movie yeah. is really about. So the movie, you know, everybody's. <laughs> <laughs> now Roddy Piper finds these glasses, a box of these glasses, and he puts them on. Long, is, yeah. He finds them in the where or in the church where those guys were. Yeah. Having long it. story short, before we go on, Roddy Roddy Piper finds glasses that show that it shows what the world really is like and, instead of what the way we're seeing and it. And everything says obey and consume. Like all the ads and all the magazines and everything all say like these message, these subliminal 
messages and whatever about and before that though you get the impression that he believes in the american dream yeah, yeah. he's a real right? american he's a, yeah like he, it's all gonna work out there's a he's talk. optimistic yeah well, exactly he, he tells frank him and frank have a back and forth where frank kind of says well how can you believe in in anything like doing the right thing yeah like everyone's Frank's a lot just, more of a cynic yeah everyone's yeah. just out for well, themselves yeah and and, and rod i'm not saying nada it's a dumb name <laughs> Roddy. I'd rather just say Rowdy Roddy Rowdy. Piper. Well, that's another interesting side note. I never realized his name was Rowdy Roddy Piper. Yeah, that's like his nickname yeah, in wrestling. Yeah, I never realized that. I always called him Rowdy Rowdy Piper. Rowdy Rowdy, too. Yeah, two so I asked James, and James did the same thing. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. I mean, as a kid, that's just what yeah, you sure. yeah, so like, hear. Like, I never thought about it after that. Yeah. So yeah. anyway. Hot Rod. That was another nickname. He, uh, he like, believes in the American dream and all this shit. Like, and once again, this is just like, he's supposed to be, he's supposed to be like the middle class who's like buying into all, like he's buying into, he's them. buying into the Reaganomics. He's mm-hmm. buying into like, you know, this, this is good for the country. Everything's good. We should be doing these things and believing in like the American dream and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. He just needs and to then, work. Yeah. And then through some series of events that we'll talk about, he finds some glasses. Boom. He sees that the world is actually completely run by. Uh, these aliens, like, yeah, so like crep keepers. Certain of the people walking around, he discovers are actually these aliens with these weird fucking faces. Yeah, they look awesome. Yeah. And like all, all the subliminal stuff. Right, like reproduce, work eight hours, sleep eight hours, yeah. like all these messages. So, so here's the thing. So we're when he's at the camp and then he, you know, he ends up finding out that all the people, a lot of the people around him are actually these secret uh, they're kind of like a rebellion. They're a rebellion, and so like he sneaks in there and he he notices them, and then like that night the cops show up. Yeah, and that's a pretty cool scene. I like it when all the cops show up. It's like this militarized like force that's just coming, and they and, start like mowing down, bulldozing yeah, the, I, the the tent city. Or whatever. I thought what they were gonna do is I thought the the bulldozer was gonna go and then take a left and bulldoze the church. Oh yeah, because that's where like the you know, the the broadcast the broadcast coming was coming from. from, and then I'm like, oh shit! And they, they he went right instead and just starts fucking mowing down like this entire tense city full of people. Yeah, and uh, I thought that was pretty like effective to show like, oh no, this is like what we're dealing with, um, and with indiscriminately just like hurting, and with no care for anybody. Yeah. You get the idea of what kind of world it is, right? Where it's very authoritarian and yeah. uh, undesirables are being dealt with yeah. swiftly. <laughs> and like all the undesirable, like the, the undesirable poor, like yeah. mostly, well, they're poor. I don't think there are any, hmm? are there any black aliens? I don't remember. I don't think there are. I think they're all just upper think, class white people. Yeah. They're all upper class white. Yeah. So like this town, a shanty town of like minorities and, you know, the disenfranchised is just getting like run down. But it's pretty funny because these guys keep running into the cops too. Like these guys are the worst at escaping. <laughs> yeah. Well, the cops have kind of like surrounded the place and there's a bunch of them. So they keep trying to like find a way out and they run into some more or whatever. But uh, Ro- Ro- Roddy gets away. Um, he, yeah. He gets away and he helps some kid get away too. Then- yeah. He leaves in the back, and then the next day he goes and he grabs some glasses. How did he get the glasses? He has the box. Oh, he gets them out of the wall. In the he church. gets them out of the wall. Yeah, because the day before he right he backed into and that this is where panel. So this is where yeah. everything heats up though, because he tries these glasses on 
and all of a sudden he realizes, oh shit, like the world is not what I thought it was going to be. And then it's like, it goes from zero to like a thousand. (laughs) Well, it gets pretty wacky once he puts the glasses on. Yeah. It's, I I like these scenes, like all the scenes where he's like seeing the world for the first time when he's at the, uh, he's at the newsstand. Yeah. And then he goes in that grocery store. I like how he plays all this off. Like so it's, it's good. Why do you think when he puts the glasses on it, they obviously did it on purpose that it it's just black and white. Cause it's supposed to show that it that, is black and white. There is good and bad. Is that what it's supposed to show? Yeah. Could be that. Uh, it, I think that's what it is. It's cause it's showing. I, I imagine they wanted the, it to, the world to look different somehow yeah. when he has the glasses on. And the easiest way to do that was yeah. to make it black and white. But I think it could, that, it could be. I think like there's part of that what you're saying, Dustin. I think there's also just part of it is like he's he was seeing the world before through like yeah rose rose whatever, <laughs> and now he's seeing like oh wait here's the stark reality. Here, yeah, of the, what stark the world is. is is that it's a zero sum game. Yeah, so that's mm-hmm. what I think happens. The glasses also fuck him up. So I think what they're they're saying is that. Um, through TV and through media and advertising and everything, everything that you're supposed to be consuming, it's dulling your senses. It's right. changing you. People also mention that they get a headache when those yeah. guys cut through the broadcast and, yeah. and start talking about it's very jarring. Yeah. They're like, Oh, I'm getting hit. Like if more than one person says how they're getting a headache, cause yeah. they're no longer getting the sense dulling, like whatever, like frequency that's, you know, making them zombie zombified as, yeah, they, right. as they go through life. I think they're supposed to be sedate. Like they're just, yeah. they're, they're not causing any problems. Some of the things they're, say like, stay asleep. Stay or, asleep. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, <laughs> some of the things are pretty funny. Like they show like money and it says like, this is your God or something. Yeah, on, on, the, on the dollars when he puts the glasses on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This is your God. Yeah. I mean, it's all, I mean, none of it is, uh, it, it, I don't know. It's like, when you're 19 years old, 18, 16, you it's know, not subtle. It's not subtle. Like it's like it's on just, the nose, but it's just yeah. fun because it's super fun. You never really seen anything like this in a movie. Like at least not, I haven't that I can think of. The closest thing I can think of is there's a comedic horror movie called society that has sort of a similar, sort of a similar idea to it behind it. But, but, um, he, so he has the glasses on and he, he's kind of like stumbling around town just kind of like putting his glasses on, taking them off and just like seeing what the world is. And he stumbles into the supermarket and that supermarket scene, apparently that's the most expensive scene in the entire movie. Oh, really? Yeah. Cause they had to, he said they had to, uh, John Carpenter said they had to build that entire thing. They couldn't shoot it on site because of how they wanted to like make all the products and stuff like that. So apparently that's the most expensive scene. It also has one of the best lines I think yeah. my favorite line in the movie, he's looking at, uh, he's got his glasses on. He's looking at one of these, they, you see how he sees one of these, this woman who is one of the aliens, one of the aliens, the weird face. Yeah. He sees a woman with a weird face. Then there's another woman with a normal face and it's his reaction to both of them. Can we hear that James? Excuse me. You know, you look like your head fell on the cheese dip back in 1957. You're okay. This one, real fucking ugly. You see, I take these glasses off. She looks like a regular person, doesn't she, huh? Put them back on. 
formaldehyde face. That's what That's we got. That's enough out of you. You get out or I call the cops. Call the cops? You know what you need? You need a Brazilian plastic surgeon. I've got one that can see. <laughs> so this is the new reality he's living in. I mean, and this this isn't too far off of something Rowdy Roddy Piper would have said in a promo when he was a wrestler. Yeah, like, the delivery of it and stuff. Yeah, well, like, so he, he he. This leads us to the first bit of violence and the well, violence and where it really turns into more of an action action horror. Yeah, so because he the cops try to bust him outside because we see right away these people these aliens start like reporting him on yeah. their watches or whatever they're like oh we've got one who can see us blah 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 yeah I I I also like um, now that I'm thinking about it I don't know if this is intentional or not but when it does go black and white when it shows these like they is that what we call them <laughs> I don't know they, sure. yeah yeah um, when it shows they uh, it really feels more like a throwback. It's like a fifties oh, yeah. like sci-fi. Or, yeah, totally. Like, and I love how they. I, I'm sure that's the feeling. Oh yeah, and they like they, the way they talk into their. Yeah, it, it feels. <laughs> yeah, it, it just feels it's like an old time science fiction whatever monster movie from the black and white era. Yeah, it looks maybe like, that's part of the reason it's black and white too. Yeah, when he puts his uh, glasses yeah. on. But he goes okay, so he goes into a bank. Well, he, well, he, first the, he, he, first fights, he the cops. fights the cops and kills them. Okay, so he goes from from being this all American boy. Yeah, he's uh he's like hacksaw Jim Duggan. <laughs> no, he's like rowdy rowdy. Well, he, he was <laughs> yeah, no, he, he was hacksaw Jim Duggan, <laughs> and all of a sudden he turns into rowdy rowdy Piper. <laughs> yeah, by putting the glasses on, and he just fucking he ices two cops. Well, but they are aliens. They're not. They humans. are. They and are. They, and they try to. They're going to take him, right? They are going to take him. And but, those are the first people he kills, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. but. There's no, like, there's, there's he no. He doesn't hesitate. No, there's, yeah, there's no, like, he's done this before. Like, that's what it feels like. Well, he starts, seems he starts natural. resisting, beating them up, and then they're going to shoot him. So he shoots yeah. them. Like, yeah, I just, maybe it's the acting level. There, there's just no transition. There's yeah, no, that's like, true. it's a jump. It's yeah. a quick jump. So then he runs into a bank with the shotgun that he picked up from the cops and. Yeah. yeah, does he realize he's going into a bank? No, I think he's no. just trying to get off he's the street because he hears the, the sirens yeah. coming. But oh man, does he fucking go for it now? Yeah. <laughs> now that he sees a bunch, you know, you get a crowd of people and like, I don't know, out of 50 of them, maybe, maybe 15 of them are... Whatever, yeah. Or, you know, aliens. So he starts blowing them away. Yeah, well, we, first we get the most famous line, I think, from the whole movie. The line that everybody knows. Yeah, and it's one of those just like all-time action movie lines. Go ahead. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. (laughs) I mean, I heard that line quoted... Uh, you know, to me, bef- like even yeah. before I had seen the movie. Oh yeah, it's just one of those purposely cheesy. Like it's something you like Schwarzenegger could say. But yeah, <laughs> I heard I heard a guy at work use it two days ago. Oh yeah, and then I came, like, oh. I said today like, oh, I watched this movie. You know, they live. And he's like, oh, what's that? Yeah, he doesn't know. Like he from. has no idea. Is it from a video game too? Duke Nukem. They might have used it in Duke Nukem, yeah. I think I they did. Probably, because Duke Nukem was mostly Bruce Campbell, uh, Evil Dead things okay. that you could say, but maybe that was one of them too. So, he, uh, 
John Carpenter just told him, he said, hey, so you're here, you're going to kick ass, you need a line, you need a line like, like put it like Schwarzenegger or whatever type of line. Oh, he just came up with it? No, apparently he he carries around a book of one-liners oh, yeah. that he used for promos okay. in case he needed sense. inspiration. Yeah. And I would like to get my hands on a book like this. <laughs> and uh, and he, he pulled it out of there, or he at least pulled inspiration out of there, and he just went went with it. That's awesome. He, I'll say this as a side note. I mean, James and I, I can, you're a huge wrestling fan. Yeah. Always have been. We were more like what? We were kids? Yeah, when we were kids. But like, he was one of my favorite wrestlers when I was a kid. Well, he just always had attitude uh, at that time when, you know, he was, uh, he wasn't always a bad guy, but he was just so good at being this snarky asshole character guy. Oh. And oh, you know, on the, coming up with stuff on the fly, and it was always Roddy Piper and and uh, Brett the Hitman Hart. Yeah, later on they had uh, they were like friends, but also had a rivalry kind of thing. But um, back in the day when I was like a kid, when I first got into wrestling, like when I was five or whatever, Roddy Piper was like Hogan, the Hogan antagonist. Like oh, yeah. the very first WrestleMania, the main event is Hulk Hogan and Mr. T versus. Rowdy Roddy Piper and Mr. Wonderful. So he was like, and also they had the cartoon Hulk Hogan's Rock and Roll Wrestling, yeah. and P- Piper was the villain on that. So, uh, so even though later he became much more popular as a good guy, I just always think of him as being this great bad guy, bad guy. mouthy <laughs> bad guy. Yeah. Hmm. And um, yeah, R R I P rips to yeah. Roddy Piper. Died last year, didn't he? Uh, maybe a couple years ago now, but way way too young. So what happens next, James? Uh, so what happens next? He blows those guys away. He gets... Well, he's about to shoot one of them, and he disappears. Oh, and he sees that guy disappear. That's the first time he sees him disappear. Right. One of them just sort of, like, transports away. Yeah. Like, how calm they they talk. Yeah. Oh, I got this guy. He's got long hair. Yeah, long hair. (laughs) He's wearing sunglasses. He's just, like, always reporting what he looks like. and. uh, Uh, what is the next thing? Is so it runs, is so the next runs, thing he grabs that he woman? He runs into the... No, he runs into the alley. He lets a cop go because yeah, it's a real a cop. Yeah. And then he... Goes to the construction site. Yeah. No. No. No, no. He, no, no. he goes he, and he, 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 he goes in the parking the, garage and he, and he kidnaps that lady. Ki- yeah, he kidnaps oh, the lady. right. And they drive... They He makes her drive him to her house so yeah. he can kind of hide somewhere. And then she knocks him the fuck out. She knocks him right off of her balcony. And she lives on one of those like... A house on stilts up in the California yeah, hills kind of thing. It's like, well, you know, it's reminiscent of the uh, the scene in, um, well, oh. I mean, in, in... Nice Guys? The Nice Guys, yeah. 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 When he falls out of the party. Yeah. 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 So he goes, like, flying down a hill, rolls, gets up, and he's just like, shit, like... He hides in a fucking He tries alley. to get her to wear the glasses first, and she yeah. won't, she's not interested, because yeah. he thinks he's just a crazy person. Which makes sense. Yeah, okay. But this is the first time, of, and it's going to happen again in the next scene, pretty much. But just try the fucking glasses on. Why are we such a dick about it? Yeah, what's the what's the problem? Fuck, fuck, sure, I'll put the glasses on. Will it just make you stop talking? Sure, I'll put well, the glasses Keith on. Keith David is particularly okay. resistant so, to putting the glasses on. So then on. he goes to the construction site. Keith, this is where I, earlier I brought up the fact that like they're such they're really good friends. Because yeah. you would have to be. To know that somebody shot seven people or something like that in a bank 
and not say anything and be like, get out of here. Not only that, he gives them some money. Well, then they go to the alley. Then they, they, they meet in an alley somehow. How does he know he's there? I don't know. It doesn't matter. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. I think he's walking down the alley and then he, he comes, Frank comes from behind. He was like, here, here's some money. Yeah. He gives him a week's worth of pay. Yeah. It's the best I could do. So that's, that's why I'm saying like they're good like friends. He's got to be a real good friend to do that. Yeah. I've known people for a long time that wouldn't do that. They would have <laughs> turned my ass in so quick. <laughs> well, he's got some sympathy for him, I guess. He feels like he's a similar, Sim- they're a similar type of person. So. Like like Keith David could walk into a bank and, and just don't forget, shoot he was, seven random white he people. Was, <laughs> he was more of a cynic at the start, so... You know, maybe he thinks he's, you know, he's lost it. He's fighting this. He's fighting back against the. Yeah, but he just murdered <laughs> like people I, yeah, in his as, eyes. So Keith yeah. David, as far as he knows, yeah, he's just a straight up killer. Like he, he, they're, they're, he doesn't know any better. So he's like, I'm going to give, you know, what? I'm going to really try to get this murderer a week's worth of pay. That I could be sending to my wife. Maybe and he's kids. scared of him. And he just wants him to go away. So he's like, here's some money. Go away. <laughs> it, yeah. And this, so yeah, then, it doesn't really make sense. But so this is why I, I gave one of my highest rankings for this film is that this is one of the greatest fights I've ever seen. It's it's great. It's like a wrestling match. Like it just keeps it's going. Five and a half minutes long. Yeah, they just keep fighting. Yeah, apparently it was supposed to only last like twenty something seconds. Like it wasn't supposed to last that long. Oh really? But um, it's all pretty much real except for the face and groin shots. Oh, oh yeah, so he really gives him those suplexes and yeah, stuff. Yeah, like everything else is real. I guess they practice for like three weeks. Yeah, that's what I read. Yeah. I read they practice for three weeks, but so this the you have to watch the fight. I mean, if you haven't watched it and you're listening to this podcast, you should go watch the whole movie. But this fight in particular, uh, it's it's so long, and there's so much that is that comes through in the in the scene about the characters and their relationship. Um, you know, they start off as just like fighting, more like they're angry at each other. One angry, like not as upset because why won't you just put the sunglasses on and listen to me? And Keith David's more upset, like a friend who feels it seems like he's betrayed, and he's like, "I'm so mad at you. Why did you put me in this situation?" Yeah, like I'm not putting the glasses on. Yeah, out of like principle. So they start fighting, and uh, the the whole tenor of the entire fight changes when Roddy Piper picks up a uh, piece of lumber he sees on the ground and he takes a swing at Frank and misses and hits the windshield and hits his car it's his car right no oh isn't it no no no, no. oh he's just it's like just he's just car. like oh I'm pissed off because you swung up fucking two by he's four mad because in that moment you can see on Frank's face the I can't believe you just did that look. Yeah. And Roddy Piper, he says like immediately, he goes, I'm so sorry. Like I did, it yeah. went too far. Like, but he has like a smile on his face. Well, he starts laughing. <laughs> he starts laughing. But, well, apparently they were He's also just that kind of guy. It, yeah. took, it took like two or three days to film this scene. Oh, okay. So like they were laughing apparently like they got along quite well from what I read. Yeah. So they were, they were, there's a lot of laughing. So it was probably, they had to cut, yeah. but it's a perfect thing. Cause it, everybody's been in a fight with somebody that they care about. Where it's like that, and it goes too far, and you're like, "I'm sorry, like I shouldn't have said that, or like I shouldn't have done that. It was too much." 
Yeah. And then it got real. And then they just then they keep fighting for like another like three minutes. Every time you think it's going to be over, it keeps going. <laughs> well, then he goes and like pulls the bottle back like well, he's going to go swing and then he smashes, smashes it. it. That's, when he la- that's when he laughs. That's when he laughs. And then he throws it down. That's when he laughs because he's supposed to be making like a improvised like stabbing yeah. device. And instead like it's prop bottle. So the whole thing probably just shattered because he yeah, hit yeah. it way too hard. It's pretty funny. Yeah. It is, yeah. It's it's so funny because it's it's not like it's like the most exciting fight scene you've ever seen in a movie, but it becomes awesome because of how far it goes and how much it just keeps going. And then it actually does start to feel like a wrestling match where it's like yeah. these guys are wearing each other out and they like keep getting up and well, keep and you think the one guy moves. yeah the one guy wins <laughs> yeah. and then the other guy comes back. Well, throughout and then it, it's I like it also because throughout the rest of the film they're both hobbled by this like interaction <laughs> yeah. like. Not to that much of an extent, but they're supposed to be like a little bit beat up, a little bit beat up. Um, The funny thing I noticed watching this is Roddy Piper is a pretty big fucking guy. Yes. Pretty muscular, pretty big. Mm -hmm. But when you when I used to watch wrestling, I always thought of him as one of the smaller guys because compared to a lot of the guys he was in the ring with, he wasn't that big. But then you see him against normal humans but and Keith, he's like jacked. Keith yeah. David actually looks. They they show yeah, him. Keith with, David's a reasonably he's sized pretty guy. Big guy. Yeah, yeah. Like he's a lot bigger than I am. Yeah. But it's just funny because you know, next to all these normal people, he's like, you know, his clothes are bursting at the seams kind of thing. <laughs> well, I understand that Keith David actually has a history in boxing. Oh, yeah. So they had to like, and, and theater, uh, theater fighting. So they had to like, kind of like make it more, not, there's a theater or something else, but they had to like make it more theatric or not theatric, but I get glamorous. You. Yeah. So they had to up his game and they had to dumb down Roddy Piper's game. Right. To make it look less hammy. I do like that he throws a couple suplexes in there, though. Yeah. I guess there was like three different wrestling moves that the John Carpenter wanted in there. Oh, yeah. 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 That's but it's a great fun. scene. Like, it's... It's what... It, up until that point, I was like, oh, I, I like it. But that scene really was like, yeah. okay, I'm fully committed. I'm totally in on this movie now. Yeah. <laughs> And then after that, he finally gets him to put the glasses on. Well, he forces the glasses upon him once he's like almost knocked out. Yeah, you know? and then stands him up and like makes him look at the street out of the street and stuff. Yeah. Now, pretty much from here, nothing. Everything is kind of people bump into each other and they end up at this meeting. Yeah, that guy Gilbert is the guy running the meeting. He was from the homeless camp, right? Like he was yeah. one of the guys at the church. That yeah, was he was at the church organizing the broadcasting or I, I couldn't remember if it was I couldn't remember if Gilbert was one of the guys organizing or if he was the guy on the couch uh, no no, he, no the guy on the couch was like more homeless looking yeah and shaggy I couldn't, beard and I couldn't remember no Gilbert's the guy that kept helping the preacher back into the yeah church. Oh, okay yeah so he's organized this meeting with all these people who know about what's going on and you know they've got all these guns and they're trying to make plans about what to do and then there's a raid like and everyone starts getting blown away right away by style. the by the aliens well and they also change from sunglasses to contact contact lenses, lenses. oh yeah yeah cuz they say it like that it doesn't interfere as much or it's not as jarring like these this new order just came in came where in that these, morning where are these coming from <laughs> Well, we, we do get the idea that there is more resistance groups in other cities. I see. The alien guys say about how they just took down, took down like the Western, oh, the Western terrorists or whatever. Right. Um, and, you know, not the 
not they, they you know that you know makes you assume that there's other groups in other cities and stuff that are fighting back. Yeah. Um. So I guess somebody developed these <laughs> contacts. Yeah. It's really just a way for them to not have to keep putting the glasses on and off, right? Yeah. Exactly. So then, in that meeting, there's a raid, and then they they end up with Holly shows up. The woman that he had uh, kidnapped because right. she ended up putting the glasses on that he left behind at her yeah her place so then she knows now too yeah and then one of them shows uh oh we also sorry we also learned that she works for like one of the television stations that does like these news broadcasts or whatever right cuz also the new oh everyone that's like a news like a journalist is is uh, an alien and spread, spreading the message Oh, and they think that it's being broadcast from the radio st- or the television station. Yeah. Because they're trying to figure out where it's coming from. They, they don't want to shut it down. They want to shut it down. Yeah. So, but at this meeting, they're also shown uh, one of those watches that the aliens communicate. Right. The trans and, the transporter watches. <laughs> and they haven't been able to figure out how to make uh, them like disappear. Right. They haven't figured that function that out. That guy says he still hasn't figured that out. Yeah. yeah. It looks pretty bl- uh, simple because they showed <laughs> at the end is you just touch the top and the bottom at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know, when you get a new iPhone and you're trying to figure out how it works. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> so this, this all leads pretty much up to them. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. Yeah. So the raid happens. They end up in their back alley and then I guess the watch malfunctions on the ground or something. And yeah, he like throws it and then it starts working, like the the transporting so thing. So the, there's like a temporary portal hole. or hole. It looks like a hole basically from the video game portal <laughs> where yeah. you would jump through those holes and I thought this was a yeah. Show up in another I thought this was a cool idea. Like I'm I like the fact that they didn't make it so that they trans they like, just like they, zip, they went like, somewhere. Like they don't just disappear and no, appear. I like the idea that there's a whole subterranean like yeah. system. But at the same time, they go in a hole in a random alley and end up right in the middle of a hallway. Yeah, I'm, wonder- well, I'm not. I don't think you're physically supposed to think that the hole went right down into that place. Oh, I think I that did. the hole transports them to that place. Oh, I see. I don't think they're just jumping through the ground to that place. Oh, that would make more sense. Yeah, it's just a tran- It's like a, it's like portal. Yeah, where you go through it and you're, you show up somewhere else. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So, like, I guess whenever one of the aliens uses it, that's that's where they go, right? So, are they supposed to be, like, what we find out is the television station, but they're supposed to be in the basement or in, yeah, underneath so the, the building? there's a facility underneath the television station where the aliens have, like, their base of operations, and they have, like... They have this big like gala going on where they're they're rewarding all the rich humans that have turned on the rest of humanity and like betrayed them so that they could become part of the plan and stuff. I guess when they, so then that they meet the one guy, who is that guy again? Yeah. See, that's, I don't know who that guy is. Was he the boss at the construction site? That's the only thing I could think of. The guy that the human guy that they run into when they're in the ball. He's like, like, Hey, "Hey, I didn't know you guys joined up. And I thought that guy was the one that was the homeless guy that was sitting at the, not unless he like really cleaned up. He would have had to, and then you like that's why you wouldn't recognize him. Like he, as the homeless guy, he had like long shaggy hair and a beard and a toque. Okay. So uh, sorry, beanie for any American listeners. Uh, so I think he is actually supposed to be the boss. He's not the boss, no, because the boss from the construction site is bald and big. Maybe you're right. All right, so it is him. 
So it's the homeless guy. It's the homeless guy. Drifter is his name in the movie. As he's credited as Drifter. Yeah, so I didn't recognize him because they've, like they've cleaned him up totally. Yeah, but so he, once again, so we're talking about time frames again. He went from Drifter yeah. two days before. To one of these rich guys. And then he fucking runs this bitch. <laughs> I, I don't understand, though. Why would they recruit him? It's not like he had anything he to offer. Sold, but maybe he's, he figured it out and he sold people out. Oh, yeah. like sold out that meeting. Yeah, like he, yeah, could have been that. So that's what I think. That's what they're implying. They're implying like, he, like how did they know where that meeting was that they? Well, that was the radar. her. Well, it was her. Oh, it was her. Yeah, we yeah, find yeah. out, right? Yeah. So, well, anyway, they're in this underground bunker doing all this shit. This this drifters showing them around everywhere. Yeah, he's giving them the grand tour. He's no longer a drifter. He's in a tux and he's, you know, smoking he's cigars. Got a fancy and, watch. Yeah. So he's giving them the I love when he shows them like the space like portal thing yeah. that you can like warp to yeah, other like, planets and hey, stuff. Hey, check this shit out. Cuz these guys are on other planets, right? We like they're using Earth as a resource. Yeah, so what they're pretty much implying once again is that they're just complete. It's a, they're just pure capitalism. Yeah. They're, they're, they they move from planet to planet, yeah. use it up and they move on to the next. Uh, yeah. So Okay, so that whole portal uh, in outer space that they can go all over the place, where is that supposed to be? Because they show planets. Oh, yeah, the window, yeah. Well, it's a, again, it's like the transporting thing where it's like... It could just be a... I know, but it looks like it's like they're in a space station. Right, it, yeah. I mean, I think it's supposed to be just like the hole in the ground where it's like this is a screen of what's out there and you go through it and you go to those places. You're think, warped to the... I don't place. think you're supposed to. You're not actually looking out a window at space right there. Kind of I'm, I'm going to say I don't think it's flushed out properly. <laughs> I think it's just supposed to be like, yeah, this is kind of what happens. Yeah, do you understand? Can we move on now? Yeah. <laughs> we, have to, we have to get to the scene at we the don't top. Have, we don't have time to talk about yeah. this shit. So there's only one guard guarding that? That place? That area? Yeah. It seems like it. But they're like in their base, so they feel very secure there. Like they're not expecting right. any humans to make well, it in there. Yeah, but James has a valid point here because there's one guy guarding the base and there's two guys guarding the newsroom. Well, that's the broadcast. That's more important. Is it? <laughs> I don't know. It would have been cool. Uh, I mean, there's no time for it, but it would have been cool if they somehow went through the <laughs> warp thing and saw that like one cool. of the other planets or whatever. Yeah, it, it could have been a sequel. Yeah. I don't think They Live was probably a huge hit. Uh, <laughs> Come on, you could have made a, like seven of these. It was a moderate hit. I, I mean, it was a hit. It it made like $14 million I mean, on like, a budget of four. It's not like back then you necessarily had to be a huge hit to no. keep having sequels. Like, think of all the horror series yeah, where they just I keep think, pumping them out. I think it was considered more like, not a, I don't know if it was a failure, but... I don't have any numbers on this. I didn't know I, Like I said, I think it was $4 million budget. I think it made around fourteen. Oh, yeah. Okay. Profitable. It's profitable. It's like a Bloomhouse kind of. <laughs> uh, it's a bad Bloomhouse movie. A bad Bloomhouse. Still profitable, but not <laughs> exceptional. Yeah, but you know, maybe a jumping jumping point for a franchise. Yeah. Who knows? Um, so this is all leading up to the fact that they, they they find Holly. She's working at the studio. They shoot their way into the newsroom. Yeah, they have a big shootout down the hallways with all yeah. the and. Uh, it's pretty much just a race now between the uh, security forces and uh, Frank, Nada, and Holly to the roof so they can destroy, destroy the, the satellite, satellite dish. dish. Yeah. And this is where you get the, the betrayal. Yeah. Turns out Holly kills Frank, was, shoots him in the head. It was done really well, I thought. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, it's like done. the last flight of stairs up to the roof. Yeah. 
Roddy's not looking. He thinks they're about right behind him. Yeah. And she, meanwhile, he says something. I can't remember. Is that the dish? No, he uh, Frank says something. Oh, before and then, he, before and then she Holly him. says and just fucking plugs him in the head. Yeah, you don't see it, but it's really effective. Yeah, it's well done. Uh, and then, while meanwhile Frank's on the or sorry, Nada's on the roof while the helicopter's circling. Yeah, they're about to shoot him if he doesn't step away from the dish. Yeah, and then turns so he, around and she's got a gun pointed at here's him. Here's the thing: why don't they just shoot him? Yeah. Because they probably don't want to hit the dish, right? Yeah, they're afraid of hitting the dish. Because if they hit the dish, then everything's over. Their tra- their right. message will it's stop too, it's beaming, too risky. and everyone will see so, the world how it really is. But they so they know they have Holly there, so they know that they she has a better chance of not damaging the dish. Right. At the same time, these are supposed to be highly intelligent. Aliens? I don't necessarily know that they're supposed to be highly well, intelligent. Well, they have the technology to transport. They're more advanced technologically yeah. than we are, well, humans are. But I don't know if they're necessarily supposed to be, like, super smart. Yeah, they're not that's that not, fucking not smart. Really clear, yeah. Well, I don't think they're that smart. No, they I mean, don't This is their big smart. game plan. <laughs> like... You just had to destroy this dish. You yeah. would think they would have a weapon that they could just, you know, pinpoint him and... So he, sh- wait, he shoots her, right? Yeah, he blasts her. He blows her away. <laughs> Fuck you, bitch. And then he knows he's going to die, but he shoots the... Well, yeah, then they shoot him, but then he still He starts shoots shooting the dish. And then dish. he gives them the finger. <laughs> right. And then the end is pretty awesome. Ending is awesome. And he's fucking great. <laughs> Everyone's still like, that woman is having sex with that yeah. guy. And well, that's the suddenly last... Suddenly sees him as an alien. He's that's like, the last thing you see. But before that, it's like, they're watching... Everybody's watching the news in a bar. Yeah. And they're like, what the fuck? And then it's like, one like guy's one sitting, guy's in the bar. sitting there. He's like, hey, what's going on? This is weird. <laughs> what were they watching on the TV again? Was it the news? It was something they were watching. And then oh, yeah. Suddenly you see the aliens and stuff. Yeah. yeah like, is that what is that a thing in the 80s? Like, it's in a lot of movies where I don't know if they were watching the news, but it's a thing in, the, in a lot of movies in the 80s where like people are watching the news they're in at a the bar. bar and they're watching the fucking news. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. I'm trying to watch the news. <laughs> I guess. I mean, maybe you couldn't. That was as, as close. Well, up if to you're the in date. a city, uh, you know, yeah. When are you going to watch it? You're going to be on your way home. Stop for a drink. Well, I guess back then <sighs> you don't really have a choice on what you watch. It's kind of. What's on is on. Can you imagine, it's either sports or the news. Can you imagine walking into a... I mean, I don't really walk into that many bars anymore. But the kind of bars I walked in, they might actually have the news on. <laughs> sports. I mean, that's what the fucking darts. I'd rather watch the news than darts. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. But that's pretty much the end of the movie. Yeah, it just ends like that. It just ends like that. It's a really great ending, actually. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I really enjoyed it. i never seen it before. It was really... I'm glad I'm glad you picked it. I highly recommend it. I mean, does it qualify as a horror movie? Eh, pretty pretty on the edge, but it's something. It's a science fiction throwback with action. You know, yeah. What are you going to do? Comedy. I mean, it's one of those classic Carpenter where he's got kind of a bunch of different things going on at once, right? Oh. Like Assault on Precinct 13. We talked about how it was like a Western, but also like a zombie movie. Yeah, there were shots in this movie that were reminiscent of Assault on Precinct For 13. For sure, like in the hallways. In the, yeah, the hallways. The alley. Were, it was pretty much like the alley scene. Yeah. Uh, I thought of that too. And then uh, and then also like Big Trouble in Little China where he's just got like, he's got everything in there. Ah, that. including uh, the sunglasses from Big Trouble in Little China. 
Oh, it's the same glasses. Same sunglasses. But that's like that movie's such a hodgepodge of everything, which is what makes it great. Like it's mm-hmm. it's got action, it's got comedy, it's got like weird horror monster elements, and yeah. But yeah, so Carpenter, almost always a good time. Yeah, I yeah, really liked it. I, I really liked it. It was definitely enjoyable. Well, what'd you give it, James? So I gave it. My reaction is an eight because I really enjoyed it, but overall it's a six point eight. Uh, the action I just upped one to six because I had it at five, and that was only because there's not very much action in the movie. But when we started talking about that fight, I was like, "Yeah, that fight's pretty awesome." <laughs> now i I gave that fight, I gave that movie an eight. Sorry, I gave the action the eight? action an eight because of how important I think that fight is, and like I was reading some stuff about it, and it's on a lot of lists of like top twenty best fight scenes in any movie ever. Yeah. And like it I think it deserves some credit for that. I mean, what they did do, they did really really well. Yeah. Overall, I, I gave it a 7. Yeah, my reaction and my score end up being a 7 each. Which is weird because now this movie ends up tied with Lethal Weapon, The Taking of Pelham 1 2 3 and Vanishing Point. So we sorry, so it's tied with Lethal Weapon, Taking of Pelham 1 2 3. And vanishing point. And vanishing point. Right above Django. Like there's a this is a tight group. So between six point nine, we've got Lethal Weapon, Taking Pell one, two, three, Vanishing Point, and then six point eight Django, six point seven Commando, six point seven True Lies. There's a lot there's a lot right Poor in here. Poor Commando keeps getting shunted down the list. That'll change. Uh I guess man, that's a tough one. I guess I would put it behind Lethal Weapon, but ahead of the others. Uh yeah, I agree with that. Mm. I would put it behind the Taking of Pelham 1, 2, 3. You're a big fan of that one. But I, that might be my personal bias. The Taking of Pelham 1, 2, 3 is just my kind of movie. So I think it's totally fair for... Uh, I'm, I'm Now who's looking through rose-colored glasses uh, the, at uh, the Taking of Pelham 1, 2, 3, am I right? <laughs> uh, I think that's totally fair. So behind Lethal Weapon. Yeah. But ahead of the others. Okay. Yeah. I'm good with yeah, that. I'm. A, I I could. I wouldn't be okay with it being ahead of Lethal Weapon. I think. I'd no, be. I mean, just because in terms of an action movie, yeah. it's hard to say that it's put yeah. it ahead of that. I mean, we're gonna have so many non-action movies in this. It's just gonna end up being a <laughs> podcast about like. No. I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep <laughs> flowers cracking for, the whip. Fucking flowers for Algernon next. <laughs> Wild strawberries. Yeah. Okay. Um, Indian in the cupboard. <laughs> Well, we're keeping our spooky yeah. action month going. What's next? What's next n- next, uh, next week, we are going to have uh, Aaron Dawson back from the Retro Craptacular, and we're going to watch the brand new Predator movie. Right. We had him on for our original Predator. And we'll have him back for this Predator. For the brand new The Predator. Yeah. And what Predator is this? Is this like the fourth one? Or? I consider this the third one. Because the alien versus predator isn't the old, no no, that, no that's this, like a this different. Place, this is the fourth. No, it doesn't. No, this, this one. No, this one takes place after the second movie. It doesn't matter. It's still a, f- a fourth movie in the. In I the don't care franchise. It doesn't. Con- it doesn't consider the other one. The th- Predators is officially a predator movie. So predator, predator two, predators, and the predator. Oh, so the only the alien versus predator ones don't count. Yeah, that's their own. So thing. predators is the one that takes place in space with Adrian Brody. Yeah. So. 
when does this one take place? After the second one? After yeah. the second yeah. one and before the fourth one. Yeah. Okay. Third one. Third sorry. One. Yeah. So I should watch the second one. I I've been want, yeah I've been wanting to rewatch the second one. Uh, Danny Glover, but uh, I think Aaron is doing it on the retro Craptacular. Oh. It's their next movie, I think. Oh. Predator Two. We're going to be on that podcast eventually, James yeah. and I. Right. But uh, okay, well, thank you guys so much for listening. If you like it, uh, rate us, like us on iTunes. It doesn't even matter if it's a good rating; just give us a rating. Actually, rate it high. Just say bad stuff about us in the comments. Uh, tell a friend and like us on Instagram or Facebook or whatever fucking garbage social media. Check out the website follow. if you want to see the list. Okay, I'm, yeah, I'm working on the list. Uh, but uh, thank you guys so much, and we'll see you later. Bye.